So let's go into the word of the Lord. Matthew 17. Pastor Hyler, I give you honor tonight also from Visalia. Verse 18 through 21. Matthew 17, verse 18 through 21. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and Fasting. Somebody say fasting. And I'm going to talk to you tonight about the power of fasting. And I know half of you just went, ugh. But when we're done, let's see if you say, ugh. Okay? Lord Jesus, thank you for what you're about to do in this place tonight and in the upcoming weeks and months. I thank you in advance for the favor that's going to fall in this church corporately and individuals also, I pray. I magnify you in advance what you're about to do. I thank you. Anoint my mind and loose my tongue to operate in the Holy Ghost tonight, I pray. And unleash this on somebody and forever change their life, their destiny, their family, their anointing, their ministry, their future. Everything you have in store for them, I pray tonight. Release it through this sacrifice in the name of the Lord Jesus. Would you clap your hands? to the Lord one more time and would you open up your spirit for God to speak to you praise God praise God praise God all right high five your neighbor tell him let's roll you may be seated fasting is what your flesh hates to do Fasting simply is not eating. And I know we go on a lot of fasts, that we, things that we call fasts that are sacrifices, but true fasting is not eating. Some people are warriors and they go on these, they, they tell you that I'm on a Pepsi fast. That's awesome. That's a sacrifice, but that is not fasting. Fasting is not taking food and putting it down your throat. And fasting is what your flesh cannot stand to do. And if you don't agree with me, just tell yourself no all day tomorrow every time your stomach growls and tell it you're not going to eat. I promise you, your flesh will talk back to you and say, oh, yes, you are, because flesh loves food. More than anything else in the world, your flesh and my flesh loves food. And the reason why fasting works more than anything else when it comes to getting prayers answered and walking in the favor of God and getting things to come out of nowhere and blessings from the Lord and authority and power over the demonic world is fasting simply gets the answer because it's probably the hardest thing to do when you sacrifice in a way that you feel it 
You're doing something. Now, if you don't believe me, just go ask Esther when she was when she was sentenced to die with her people and the king said she's going to die because Haman tricked the king, Esther told everybody, we are going on a three-day fast, no food, ready, no water. She was a beast. That's a real fast. I don't think I can do that. I don't want to even try the no water thing. But she did that, and when she did that, when she went before the king, he switched the commandment and saved everybody because fasting works in a way that nothing else does. Even a wicked king in Nineveh with a wicked people, when Jonah said, you're all going to die in 40 days, they fasted 40 days. Every human and every animal did not eat for 40 days. And God said, I changed my mind. Everyone lives. And they were wicked. And they were evil. And they hated the things of God. But fasting gets God's attention like nothing else will. Fasting gets God's attention more than meditating on God. More than praying 15 minutes or reading 15 chapters. When you fast and you get a hold of God, what you're saying is, God, I'm not just asking you for something. I'm putting some weight behind my words of prayer by sacrificing for what I need you to do. The greatest time to fast is when you have a need. Whether it's direction or a miracle or an answer from God, when you fast, it is absolutely the key to bringing the miracle. Let me just say this too. Fasting stirs up the spirit world. Angels and demons are very alert and moving around when you begin to fast. If you don't believe me, go read Daniel. He fasted 21 days, and an angel shows up on the 21st day. Watch this. And says, we heard you the first day, uh, but as we were coming, as I was coming to help you and get your words and get what you're fasting about, your prayer requests, the prince of Persia, this demon, jumped in the way and blocked me from getting you to, to you. So the demon and the angel started moving when Daniel started fasting. So when Daniel starts fasting, the demon tries to block the angel from getting through. So four angels come, and they help the angel get through. And he says, I'm coming to get your prayer request. I'm going back up. And when I go back up, the same demon here in Persia will try to stop me. And another demon, the prince of Grisha, will also come to block the prayer. Watch this. He said... Now, they couldn't stop me from coming to you, but now i got a prayer in my hands that you fasted about. And I'm going back up, and that demon that I went through knows he's not strong enough to stop me. So he's brought in a nut, he's called for backup. Here's what you got to see. Hell is not limitless in demonic spirits. There's not seven million demons everywhere because only one-third of the angels fell from heaven. Therefore, there's two angels to every one devil that you'll encounter. So they are strategically placed in, princip in principalities and powers. And so every city has a prince, a, a, a head demon. Every county has a head demon. Every nation, every state has a head demonic power that all the other demons report to, okay? And what happened here was... The 
the prince of Persia went and got the prince of Grecia and said, help me stop this guy fasting. In other words, Daniel fasting made hell abandon their post in a different nation because one guy was not going to stop. He was going to get a hold of God for the answer that he needed. Do you realize if one saint of God in this church went after it with all their heart, it would make demons from other places come over here and they would lose their power because they are worried when you start consecrating. Yes, They were more worried about one guy on a fast than they were the entire nation. Think about that. You think hell is bothering you? They don't even know some of us until we start going after it. But when we go after it, they want to stop us. We start fasting. They know that's the key to getting the prayers answered. That's the channel of the miraculous. That's the channel of favor of God. That's the channel of the blessing of the Lord. And so whatever I've got to do to stop them, if I've got to leave my post over here, I've got to, and it doesn't even work. The angel still went up with the prayer that Daniel offered. So, a few years ago, I knew, I realized the power of fasting. I, we were just married six months, and I, I went on a fast. We needed direction. We were in a real tough spot. Uh, we, had, we had just got married. It was a tough season. We weren't preaching very many places during Christmas time, and I, I decided to go on a fast. And on the, it was a 10-day fast, the longest I had gone was eight or nine days, and so on the ninth day, I got a call and got an answer. Someone called. We opened a big door that ended up causing us to move to Florida, where we live now, and it was just amazing what happened. And, and so uh, I knew years ago that fasting worked, because I got an answer from God on my fast. So I uh, after that 10-day fast, I said, I'm going to go 14 days, and I'm going to fast and go all out and get something from God. And I made it 10 days again, and I had to eat. And the next time, I said, I'm going to go 14 days, and I made it 11 days. And the next time, I said, I'm going to go 14 days, and I made it, guess how many? Genius. 12 days. <laughs> it's sad that only three of us got that one. There's like 300 people in here. The next time I said, I'm going 14 days. Guess how many days I went? 13 days. I just kept coming after it, but I couldn't get to where I was going. So a couple years ago, I'm going to just tell you a story here. I was preaching in Jacksonville, and, and me and my wife were heading back to our, to our house in Ocala, about a two-and-a-half-hour drive, and she was pregnant with Jude and, and our first baby, and we were driving back on Sunday night, and this pastor calls me uh, from Indiana, and he said, hey, I want to I talk to you about something. I said, okay. He said, I want to tell you what I preached today. I said, okay. He said, I preached about Mount Everest. And I said, okay. He said, Mount Everest is the highest mountain in the world. I said, I know that. He said, but did you know that you can only get to the top of Mount Everest um, three weeks of the calendar year? 
the last week of April, first week of May, and somewhere towards the end of October. If you try to summit Everest any time the rest of the year, you will die trying to go to the top because the weather does not open at the top of Everest. And there's a death zone about 2,000 feet at the top of Mount Everest. And if you try to climb that in the weather that is 300 and about 40-something days a year, you will die. There's, there are people dead all over Mount Everest. Over 150 people are dead on Mount Everest right now. Their bodies are still on the mountain. And so he's telling me that, that there is these, there's these windows that when they're open, these climbers, they, they time it and they climb. to When that window of weather opens up, they go to the summit. It's about 20 minutes they can last on the top of Everest, 29,000 feet, and then they come back down. And he's talking away. And as he's talking, his voice disappears. And I hear God. You will fast 40 days in two weeks. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. That is a devil interrupting this pastor's good story. I'm trying to, all I can hear is the Lord. You will start on July 29th. You will end on whatever, September 6th or 7th, whatever it was. And I was like, right. This is Captain Failure. Boom, pastor's voice starts to, I can hear him again. I said, okay, let's see if it's God. So, started fasting. Sixth day was the toughest day. Man, we had to stop at some grocery store. Janae had to get something, and dear Lord, everything smelled so good. I was like, this, this is not... This is not the Lord's will. I need to eat. The Lord said, now or never, keep going. Okay. Day seven, we were preaching at Jeff Arnold's church in Florida, and a man walked up and prophesied that basically my wife was going to die. He said, I was walking her home to meet the Lord. I go out to my car after that wonderful prophecy. And on the radio is the Christian song, he's walking her home. I'm a little panicked. I definitely decide to keep fasting. 28 days goes by. God is in it. When God's in your fast, there's a strength that comes upon you. When there's an answer you need, God puts a strength in you that you know I've tried this over and over and it's never worked, but now something is carrying me. 28th night, I'm preaching, preached three times, drove back home, was very weak, laid down in bed. I said, God, I just feel like giving up. Is this, nothing's happening? What's the point of this? Am I just doing this because I'm trying to get to a certain number? What's going on? I'll stop if you want me to stop. Closed my eyes and fell asleep. Had a dream. Now, when you haven't eaten in 28 days and you had a dream is spiritual, you probably pay attention to it. And in the dream, I fall asleep, boom, two witches are cursing me. Just flat out cursing at me outside of a parking lot, screaming, chanting at me, cursing at me. I roll over, I'm asleep. I'm kind of stirring and I wake up and I hear a voice out loud 
the most evil voice I've ever heard say, I'm in your living room right now. And I instantly am awake and I roll over to grab my wife to, to cover her. I know something's going on. And when I roll over as God is my witness, I come face to face with a demonic spirit that I have I only can tell you what it was, a black hood with a skull with light coming out of its eyes, not for three seconds or five seconds, but for five to ten minutes, it stares at me. <laughs> but you're not going to sleep good tonight. It's right where my wife's supposed to be, and it's staring at me right here. And I paralyzed, I was paralyzed with fear. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't do anything. It just stared at me. If you think the spirit world's not real, it's because you're too carnal. And if you're worried about a demon messing with you, but you haven't prayed in six months, don't worry. They're not going to mess with you tonight. The last thing a demon wants is to be seen. Because when it is seen, it is now powerless. It has played its ace card. And a demon doesn't want someone not spiritual seeing it because if they see it, guess what they're going to do? They're going to pray. So it makes sense that if you're carnal, you're not going to see it because they don't want you to see it because you'll just get close to God. All of a sudden, Sister Deadhead is Sister Faithful. But if you're spiritual, if you pray, if you walk with God, then when that shows up, you know there's a reason for it showing up. And after about five or ten minutes, finally I just, Jesus. And when I said Jesus, it disappeared. And I began to speak in tongues. And I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't understand what it was. So I called some elders and they said, probably the spirit of death coming to your house. Or the spirit of fear. The greatest fear is death. And so the spirit of fear or the spirit of death came. Why are you telling us this? Just hang with me. Believe it or not, I was quite motivated to keep fasting that night. Do you realize that I was preaching all over the world and that, well, that night I got the wake-up call that it took me 28 days with no food to tap into the spirit world? Some people think the devil's attacking them every moment, but they haven't picked up their Bible in six months. If you haven't picked up your Bible in six months, he's not attacking you. He is chilling with you. He is happy. He loves you. He wants to hug you. He's not messing with you. He's keeping you distracted. That didn't get any amens, but it's still right. So... Thank the Lord for his strength, 40, 40th night. Look like a skeleton. I walk into the sanctuary in our church at home, and I'm going to close the fast out praying. And I'm praying, and I mean, the Holy Ghost is so strong and so real, so evident. And whether you believe it or not, I don't care. But this happened. But after a couple of hours of praying, I looked up and there was no, there's no windows in the sanctuary. And as I looked up, all around the walls were these figures of light, arm in arm. 
and they were moving and they were dancing and they were from the floor to the ceiling. They were angels. That's funny. That's, I'm going to say what I feel right now. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to say it. You talk about demons, everyone believes you. Talk about angels, no one believes you. You know why? I'll tell you exactly why, America. Because most people entertain demons at their house and they know how real they are by watching them on their television screens all the time. But most people have no idea what an angel is because they're not connected enough to know how real the angelic world is. But remember what I said earlier, for every one demon... And the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. Even as I'm talking right now, I can feel a couple of you doubting what I'm saying. And you know why? Because you've never had the experience or the encounter. But if you start praying and walking with God and fearing God, angels get close to you. When you start fearing God, angels get near. And when you know angels are near... Why are you telling us this? I don't know. A couple of years later, I was on another fast and looking for a direction. And, and I may have told the story. If I have here, I just go with me if you know it. But I was on the 16th night, 16th day, and I was praying and for a direction. And, and a friend of mine, me and my wife, were taken to the airport. And Jude was in the back seat. And we're driving. And Janae says, Josh, have you seen the, the toy that Jude has Got from the, the Burger King? I said, no. She hands it to me. It's a little blue car. I said, what's the big deal with this? She said, push the button. So I push the button on the car, and a figure pops out of the car. Guess what the figure is? Same thing that came on my 40-day fast. And I said, Janae, did he put this in his mouth? She said, yes. Why? I said, throw it out the window. The devil's going to try to choke him. She said, what? I said, throw it out the window. And three hours later, I'm laying in bed, and I hear my wife scream at the top of her lungs, and I run out, and Jude's face is completely blue, and something is lodged in the bottom of his throat, and we scream Jesus over and over and over, and my wife reaches down and finally plucks this seed out of the bottom of his mouth, and three hours before that I knew that hell had shown up to our house. Why? Because they know when you really are after it, and they can't stop you. They've got to do something to distract you, but guess what? It doesn't work they cannot stop you and they can't stop your family when you really want an answer from God you can get the miracle you can get the answer from God you the Holy Ghost in here right now so after several of these fasts the Lord spoke to me and said when I tell you to preach this, I will release you to impart the spirit of fasting upon people. And basically what he told me was this, whoever gets it, when they fast, will fast longer that they've ever fasted before and will get results they've never had before and will have favor that they've never had before. Wait. When the 40-day fast ended, 
in the last two and a half years, since that 40-day fast, we have seen over 5,000 people receive the Holy Ghost. We have seen the dead raised. We have seen the blind eyes open and the deaf ears open. You have come too late to tell me that fasting does not work. I know about a God that rewards sacrifice. You want the devil out of your house? Fasting weakens the devil. It weakens him. My wife was attacked by the spirit of fear for years, tormented. But last year she fasted nine days with no food. And when she was done, she has conquered that spirit. It has not come back to her. She's got dominion over it. Why? Because if you really believe God will hear you, he will hear you. And if you sacrifice and reach toward it, God will know what to do. I rebuke the spirit of fear in this room right now in the name of the Lord we've got dominion over that spirit that spirit's not of God God did not give you the spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind every lady in here I speak over your head in the name of Jesus you will not be afraid you shall have peace you shall have peace you shall have peace the Holy Ghost in here right now. So I, I said, yes, sir. First place he told me to preach it was Michigan. And I did. And the 68-year-old pastor, sick in his body in that service, took that message. And I drink juice when I go on long fast. And the 68-year-old pastor, warning revival, went 21 days water only for revival and God started stirring then a friend of mine from Chicago a pastor called me he said Josh I know there's something about this fasting tell me everything that you know I said I can only tell you what I've been through what I've seen personally he said tell me I said what's the longest fast you've been on man he said five days I said okay what do you want he said I want revival I want things to break out in my church I want there to be miracles happen I said okay man so I told him everything and we prayed together I said God's gonna give you the ability to do this he said I'm gonna start tomorrow I said okay he started the next day and he fasted 21 days and when he got done with the 21 days he went to the pulpit pastor Nielsen and when he stepped in the pulpit you ready for this one when he stepped in the pulpit there was a girl in the back row about 20 22 years old and she'd been coming for six months and she'd clap on the back row and she would kind of wave one hand and she was seemed real nice the second he started preaching on the 21st day of his fast no one knew she was a witch she took out her stuff and she began to curse him from the back row. <laughs> Not everybody comes to church for the right reason. And she began to curse him and chant at him and speak death to him. And they took her out and they spoke against that devil. And he prayed for her and he cast the devils out of her and he laid hands on her. And God filled the witch with the Holy Ghost in the lobby. When you fast, I'm telling you, you get dominion and authority. This kind cometh not out, but by prayer and fasting. 
And they broke into crazy revival. This last Sunday, they started to move their fourth church in the last two years. They've broken into wild revival. They finished a brand new building because when you want it and you go after it, it shakes everything around you. I'm just saying, if you're tired of unanswered prayers, I've got something to help you. If you're tired of almost getting the miracle, I've got something that will help you. If you're wanting an absolute breakthrough from God, there's one way that I know. I'm not telling you it might work. I'm telling you it does work. I'm telling you firsthand that when you step out for God and you say, here I am, I'm going to go after it, God does something. Now, if you've never fasted one day, don't walk up to your pastor and say, the Lord's called me to a 900-day fast or a 10-day fast, or a 30-day fast, you have a brain for a reason. You've never fasted one day, you should be praying about fasting one day. If you've never fasted three days, you should be praying about fasting three days. But whatever you do, you should be praying about an answer that you need. And I'm telling you right now, you want to see some crazy miracles. You want to see some absolute insane favor. You want to see finances break loose in your life. You want to see God remove the spirits that are attacking your marriage, attacking your baby, attacking your home. When you step into that vein of fasting, now let me just be real with you. Day two is hard. Day three is miserable because your body is detoxing. And so it's miserable. You're getting rid of all these poisons in your body. You have headaches. And let me just say this, by the way. If you say, well, I, I would fast a long time, but I get these headaches. It's called detoxing. You're not dying. You're a wimp. Oops. I'm kidding. Some people can't do it for health reasons, and they can find other ways. But if you're, if you're able to do it, the headache is it called, you're detoxing. But if you break through and keep fasting, guess what? The headache goes away and the hunger gets less and less. You're still hungry, but all of a sudden, it's like your flesh is getting smaller and the spirit in you is getting stronger. All of a sudden, you're alert like you've never been alert. You're aware of things. I could tell you stories all night long, and I bet most of you would. I can't even tell you half the stories, but I'll tell you this. When you tap into it, the spirit world is more real than the world you're living in right now. It's more real than the pew you're sitting on right now. I promise you this. The spirit world is more alive than you think. There are angels in this room right now. And guess what? There's some demons in this room right now too. They came with some of you tonight. They're sitting right beside you. You can't feel it. You can't see it. But I promise you, they're in here. You know why? Because when you worship the Lord and you fear the Lord, angels are attracted to that. And when you don't want to do it and you don't want to fear God and you defy God, demons are attracted to that. And when you're in an atmosphere like this church where power flows and the glory of God is, there are going to be angels around the worshipers and there are going to be demons around the non-worshippers. I remember two young girls one time, about 15, 16 years old, were laughing at me when I told them, you better worship God. Everyone else in here is worshiping God and you're laughing. And they kept laughing. I said, there are devils on the back wall right now watching you laugh at me. And they kept laughing. But they didn't laugh that night when 20 men attacked them that night. Because hell knows if you make a mockery of God and say, I'm not going to pursue God, and you're in God's presence, and you know about the power of God, you're opening yourself up to an attack. 
Whether it's that night or that week or that month, you're opening yourself up to the enemy coming in. But when you reach for God with all your heart, it's like a hedge comes around you. What the devil wants to do, he cannot do because you're pursuing God. And the Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. The young guys I mentor, I, I got them fascinated. I've told, I've, in fact, I believe in it so much, I'm writing a book on it right now. That's how much I'm telling you how real it is. And I got my young guys doing it. One guy just finished 21 days. He went around, did 23 days. He went to Kenya by himself at 20 years old. He stood up and preached with Muslims and all kinds of spirits right out there. And 100 people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because when you want it, you can get it. When you want it, it's out there. If you really want to use of God and you want God to anoint you do something besides talk about it brings favor like nothing else it brings answers like nothing else it brings direction like nothing else and it gives you authority like nothing else I like extended fasting to a runway for a plane. When you fast, it's like looking for that runway. The longer the runway, the more speed you can get for the flight you're about to take. You're about to soar, but you need that runway as the base for your flight. And when you, when you get on a fast, it's like a, it's like a runway and you're gaining momentum in the spirit. And the more you go and the harder you go after it, the more you're going to soar in the spirit. I'm just going to ask you, do you want to see things you've never seen before? You want to hear things you never heard? You want to hear the voice of God? You want to see angels? You want God to answer prayers? You want God to save things? My brother and his wife were getting divorced on that 40-day fast. The papers were already signed. But when I, on the ninth day, I had, I had a list of everything on my 40 days and 21 days. I always write lists of things I want God to do. And every single time I go on a long fast, he always answers prayers and then does stuff I didn't even ask for. And so I prayed for them. And they told me the first eight days it was over. But on day nine, they woke up and changed their mind. And they're still married today, happily together. Why? Because when you fast, God can take the that you're giving up here and go over there and touch a family member. I don't know why I'm giving this to this church tonight, except I, I imagine if I'm if I'm connected like I feel I am, you must be on the edge of something that's locked. You must be on the edge or at a doorway. That praying and hoping and waiting isn't working. And so let me give you a key to the door. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be. Fasting is knocking. 
It's saying, God, I need an answer. God, I need help. God, we can't fix this on our own. We need you to intervene. God, do you hear us? God, I'm putting everything I want on the back burner. And if you don't think it's real and fasting isn't necessary, then why did Jesus fast 40 days before he even started ministering himself? Because they know the power. The enemy knows the power of fasting. I've told you some other stories that fasting does. I will not repeat them tonight. I will just simply tell you this. If you want it, it's out there. And if you don't, someone else will go get it. I promise you that for every three people that don't want it, there's four out there saying, let's go, whatever I've got to do. I know some guys. I know some people out there right now. I got, there's a couple in my dad's church. He, he's got a kidney disease. His mom just died from the kidney disease. He's, he's in his mid-late 40s. He's one of my best friends, and he's got a kidney disease. And, it's, it's, it, it's, and his wife had to give him one of her kidneys to keep him alive. So the one kidney that works in his body is his wife's kidney. So she's got one, and he's got one, and they both just fasted 40 days and they're having crazy favor from the Lord they're debt free God gave them everything they need they gave 50% of their income to the church for years and God is doing crazy miracles in their life because when you want it you can get it if you would just talk like you want it can I just say this if, you, if you're out there saying well someday I'd like to do that you know, what the, you know what the spirit world is saying back to you right now? He's not coming. Don't worry about her. She's not coming after it right now. Don't worry about him. He's not hungry. That's exactly what's going on. Because I promise you, what I thought was power before the extended fasting, I look back and go, how in the world was I satisfied with those moves of God, with what I'm seeing now? I know it's because of prayer and fasting. I know when I walk into a service and devils are cast out. Last night, a lady, devils were coming out of her in Sacramento, just walked up to her, and she began to throw them up. You know why? Because we have authority. When we pray and when we fast, we've got to I'm not talking. That's what Jesus said. This cunt cometh not out, but by prayer and fasting who wants it in this church right now would you stand who wants a move of god in your house i will say this and i'm asking everyone to hear me if if this man's your pastor and you feel to go on a long fast please do not go on it without checking in with him being covered by the pastor because this is real don't enter some territory you're not spiritual enough to handle. And I'm going to give you a little key here, okay? If you want to go longer on your fasting than you've ever gone, if you're not praying every single day right now, don't start tomorrow. Don't start fasting tomorrow. That's how real the spirit world is. You're just going to get angry and mad and upset. The key to, to extended fasting working is consecration before the fast is getting consistent praying every day at the same time 
Read your Bible a certain amount of chapters every day, talking to God. Do this for a week or two or three. Pray, about a, pray for God to give you a date when to start. Okay? Am I all right with you? Pray for God to give you a date when to start. And then pray and pray about that fast every day. Count down the hours. Get excited about it. Talk about it to your wife. Whatever. Get yourself motivated to get connected about it. And when it begins, go on a journey with God. Walk in the presence of God like you've never walked before. They that are after the flesh are the flesh. And they after the spirit are the spirit. Let me ask you something right now. What are you chasing? Are you chasing money, dreams, favor, happiness, affirmation, love, fame, connections, a position? The Bible says that's being carnally minded. And to be carnally minded, are you ready for this? Is death. And the word death in the Greek is to be implied to not just die, but to be miserable in hell. But the Bible says in the same verse, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace if you don't want it someone else will if you well i'll get around to it but you say i'm too into my phone to go after god there's someone on your pew there's someone in your section right now that says i'm ready i'll take it Pastor, I want it. Let me ask you something. Can I ask this church something? The top down. What kind of revival could you have if this church started fasting corporately and individually? People started going after it. You talk about some wild testimonies and miracles and ministries and authority and favor. Talk about breaking generational curses in your house. This stuff works. Here's what's going to happen. In a moment, whoever wants it, if you're able, you're going to come down here. And we're going to repent. And then after we repent, I will pray for you. And you hear me in the Holy Ghost. It will fall on you. And you will want to do this. And when you do it, you will do it like you've never done it before. And you will hit a hold of God like you've never got a hold of God. I can tell you stories all night. I'm just running out of time of people that this is, this is working. This is changing things. This is bringing revival in places that never had revival. In people that never had revival. If you want it, would you come up here right now? you want it you will walk in a place you've never walked with God you will reach for it like you've never reached for it you will hunger for it like you've never hungered for it this is the key to stepping into walking with God you want to walk after the spirit put the flesh on the back burner put the flesh on the altar every head bowed every eye closed and every person repenting with me right now God forgive me of every sin 
every mistake, every failure, every bit of flesh that I have, everything that's distracted me and caused me to be discontent and upset or angry. I repent in the name of the Lord Jesus for everything that's been in my way that I've let be in my way, for being my own worst enemy, God. The devil's not my worst enemy. I am. I tend to get in my way more than anything else in my life. Forgive me for my failures and my flaws and my mistakes. Am I the only one praying right now? Forgive me for everything I've done, everything I've said, everything I've thought. If there's any sin in my heart, I repent in the name of Jesus before I pray for these people. If there's anything in my heart that is unclean, forgive me right now, I pray in the name of Jesus. You guys want it? You guys want some of this too? Welcome to come down there. We don't need any music right now. Everybody praying right now in the Holy Ghost. I thank you for sacrificing and coming up here. But I feel like the Lord wants to impart this to you too. Can someone help me pray right now in the Spirit right now? Someone help me pray in the Holy Ghost for a little bit right now. Before we pray for this, can you help me pray that God would get a hold of you right now like he's never gotten a hold of you. You're about to walk toward God like you've never walked toward God. You're about to hunger for the things of God. Do you want to see things you've never seen? Do you want to hear the voice of the Lord? Do you want to please the Lord? Are you ready for some prayers to be answered? Are you ready for some prayers to be answered? Are you ready to get a hold of God like you've never? Are you tired of waking up carnal? Are you tired of waking up not hungry for God? Don't have time to read my Bible. Don't have time to pray. Are you tired of being distracted? Let me help you open your eyes in the spirit. There's a real world out there. It's a real world that God wants you to tap into. Walk after the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Tired of failing? Tired of falling? To the same thing? Fast it out of your spirit. Fast it out of your house. Got a teenager with a demon on him? Shiramorokataya. Get a spirit in your house. Need wisdom or discernment? Need sensitivity to the voice of God? Fighting confusion? Anxiety? Fear? Overwhelmed?
I'm going to pray right now. And when I am done, I'm going to ask you to shout the name of Jesus to seal this prayer into your spirit. Would you raise your hands right now by the authority of the word of God and by the power that's in the name of Jesus. Release and impart the spirit of fasting upon every man, every woman, every young man, and every young lady in the name of Jesus. Release them to walk after you like they never have. Would you shout, Jesus! Would you shout, Jesus! Would you shout, Jesus! release wisdom right now of when to do it how far to go what to look for in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Would you raise your hands and pray in the Spirit? Would you raise your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost right now? This church is stepping into warfare right now in the name of Jesus. There's something to be won. There's something to be gained. Let it fall on this man right here. Let it fall on that man right there. In the name of the Lord. Cause them to walk into a place that they've never walked. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. Let there be divine favor that's released from this breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. Do something only you can do, God. Anoint him, God, to do this. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. There is absolutely nothing in your way. You're getting ready to pray. You're getting ready to have a prayer life like you've never had. You're getting ready to wake up in the morning and pray again. It's time to get a hold of your Bible again. It's time to walk with God again. It's time to get hungry for the things of God. This thing is real. This thing is real and hell knows it. They know it. It is the key to breaking their back. Breaking their grip on you. I got a text today from a friend of mine who's a youth pastor in Stockton. He started doing this fasting last year. He fasted 40 days with water. He went on these another 21 days just so hungry for God. 
went to the Philippines and preached and, and never seen anyone get the Holy Ghost. Saw 300 people get the Holy Ghost. And then just this last week, he texted me this today. He was in New York City walking down the street and a lady randomly walked up to him and started screaming and cussing at him, saying, get away from me. Get your boss away from me. And he said, I will let me pray for you. And she said, get away from me. Your, your angels are touching me. Get them away from me. All he's been doing is fasting. And he went across the country to New York City. And the devil said, we know you. We know you. Get away from us. You want authority? You want dominion? You want to walk in the spirit? Here you go. I know you may not like me, and I, I apologize if you don't, if on Wednesday night, if I wasted your time. But I'm telling you right now, someone in this room has got the spirit of fasting on them right now. And hell better back up. In fact, I would leave your house if I was a devil right now. Because by the time you're done with this fast, they will wish they never had attacked your family. They will wish they had never attacked your ministry. Shokepama. Masata. Shit. They're going to. Somebody worship the Lord with me right now. It is the key to revival. There's a 19-year-old, I'm done. There's a 19-year-old kid in Indiana, one of the young guys that I mentor. Had never fasted more than one day. Locked himself in a room and fasted for seven days with water because he wanted to have revival at his college campus that he was going toward the next semester. And he fasted by himself. And on the seventh day or the sixth day, he was laying on the floor and he said, God, I'm not leaving this spot until something breaks. If this is real, let me know. And he kept praying and he kept praying. And they lifted up his head. And this is the way he described it to me. He said, all I can tell you, Brother Herring, was there was a snake right in front of me. And it was hissing and he described it to me. I said, what'd you do? Did you jump back? He said, no, I jumped right to it. I said, you chose the wrong devil. Devil, I'm not afraid of snakes. In the name of the Lord Jesus, get out of this room. And when he went to his campus, he's having revival like crazy, baptizing people. Just had eight people get the Holy Ghost last week. He's having revival. Why? Because when you want it and you'll do whatever you've got to do to get it, God will give it to you. All I know is this, I know some crazies all over America that are having insane moves of God and miracles individually and churches corporately. And there's only one thing I know they've all got in common, they fast. And if he comes behind me and doesn't agree, you do what he says. Whatever he says is law in this church. And I'm telling you, until he says that, the, the power of the Spirit is in prayer and fasting. It absolutely works. God, a firm foundation, our rock, the only solid ground, as nations rise and fall.